Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code RBRANT, all one word, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. Check it out today. This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through Patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave, Mave Dartinez, Pierre, Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks, guys. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the show never ends. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this episode 435, a return to flop. Uh, I just realized that we also have a flop because I put the wrong number on the heading. It's 436. That's on you. Yes. Hey, return has double meaning in this case. Yeah. Hit the hit the <laughs> sound bite again because you messed up. Hit it again. There we go. Boom. Now it's official. I, I think this now needs to become an official sound effect for the show. I, yeah, I, I did it just for this episode, but I feel like we got to keep it now. It's the fuck up sound. <clears throat> Not. It's fucking embarrassing! That's about the Red Bulls. True. Well, <clears throat> guess what? It's fucking embarrassing! Yeah. Uh, 2-1 loss to Columbus. When they missed a fucking penalty kick. I think it was the... It, okay, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it was the first one we got all year. Correct. And we fucking hit the post. Correct. Like, come on. Did you know it was going to happen before he took it? E, yes, only because I wasn't watching live and I saw what you guys were saying. Oh, I and know, I kind of I mean, I, I pieced the time frame together and I was like, well, shit. Well, no, you could just you just have the sense. You just have the sense that he's going to fuck it up. Just one of those things where you just know you're like, yeah, it's, he's gonna he's gonna fuck this up. The one time he could use Patrick Kamala, at least he was good at putting penalty kicks away. Yep. As few as we had, at least he was good at putting them away. Uh, so yeah, two one loss. Uh, Manuel missing the what should almost be a gimme penalty kick because something like 70 percent of penalty kicks end up in goals. So 
Not ours. Nope, not ours. And again, it took till game like 20 to get one. Because we don't get penalty kick calls. Correct. So way to blow the opportunity. <laughs> Before we talk more about our dislike of that penalty kick, uh, do you have tweets to read out? Two tweets. Uh, they're both pictures and gifts. Our good friend Eddie uh, Pierre Delecto just has the picture of someone saying, I am sad. And then uh, Steven Santos at Creepy Taxi said, we suck again. And can, can, you, can you do the voice, Jay? Can you do the voice? Oh, no, we <laughs> suck again. Oh, Rob Schneider. Adam Sandler saved your career or whatever. And then, was, and then you, you had. And then you blew it up afterwards. Yeah. I, I, I think he's gone kind of crazy, hasn't he? He's, he's, pretty, he's pretty insane. You are correct. He's pretty fucking bananas. I mean, all he had to do is keep on making those uh, male gigolo movies. He would have been set for life. Hell yeah. He could have made like 30. It would have been his like earnest franchise and nobody would have thought anything of it, but no. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, more embarrassing than Rob Schneider's career. Like I said, is the Red Bulls uh, not getting at least a point out of Columbus? Um, let's start with dislikes. You can go first. What did you dislike the most about the match? I guess everything surrounding the penalty kick. I, I'm not going to get super mad about losing this game. Um, I, I just... I think we said we, you could sense you could sense it coming. You sense he's going to fuck it up. But I think the worst part is not only did it hit the post, but the play-by-play guy was convinced it was saved. And it's all you could talk about as how he was saying. And he's like, oh, they're chanting his name because he made a big save. Dude, I know when he took it, it went off the post. It doesn't ricochet that hard on a, on a keeper save. Because that ball, I mean, ricocheted and went flying the other way. When a keeper stops it, it kind of dribbles a little bit. And and where the kick was, it would have dribbled off, like, parallel to the, the goal line, not go complete opposite direction of where the kick came from. Any, any good announcer would have noticed that, and it took a while for the, the color commentary person to go, uh, I think it was off the post. <laughs> and even then, even then, the play-by-play guy kept going on about it. Yeah, yep. The, the goalie, I will say this, the goalie did co- guess correctly. He did. And if he put it more on frame, he might have made that save. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was just a killer because it could have gotten you level again and uh, may- maybe walk out of there with at least a draw. Especially because we just gave up the second goal like a few minutes prior. That would have been a yep. huge momentum shift. Yeah. Instead, you just keep we, – we just stay behind and it's – again, it's really tough. Uh, we beat this drum plenty of times is this, we don't have the quality in the final third. And when teams bunker, we can't do anything. And the first goal, honestly, we kind of lucky just because of our, just because of our track record. Uh, but that'll be my dislike is the fact that we couldn't find a second goal. Um, Columbus was inviting pressure. You have to, Take advantage at some point. You can't be the team that just never scores when given possession. Right. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I got to double check the standings, but I, I don't know how we are 
still only three points off a playoff spot. <laughs> it, it, uh, it honestly makes no sense how football. We somehow we're only three points off a playoff spot, and it really makes no sense to me. Because it's just that's the way this league is. It's just the the bottom of the table is just so black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So that was my dislike. What did you like about the game? Could have been worse. I don't think it's the worst loss they could have had. Um, I Again, I predicted a loss, so it wasn't unexpected. I think this is a tough game to win against a good team in Columbus. Uh, I think more was going against this team to actually get a result. So I'm not – I mean, of course I want them to win again, but it's, I'm not super pissed over this loss. I guess that's the best thing I can say. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess given the fact that we didn't have keep some key players, you could argue that maybe if we had Dylan Nealis and um, <clears throat> John Tolkien, that we don't give up two goals. Right. But and honestly, sorry, something else that pissed me off about that play-by-play play guy. He's talking about Columbus scoring just for fun. It was two fucking goals in the game. It's not like they scored four on us. Right. Us against Atlanta was scoring for fun. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Columbus Columbus has has a good year, and so far they've scored 42 goals. I get that. But they only scored two against us. They've done a terrible job of hiring play-by-play guys, minus like a couple people. Honestly, I am glad that I, I started for the Red Bulls game, so let's listen to the, the Red Bull radio call, and I'm so glad I did. Oh, there's some just bad, bad announcing going on. I know. and And... No offense to former Red Bull Lloyd Sam, but he is not one of those people that's near the top of this uh, group. So I think any time that he's going to be on and I can avoid it, I will do it from now on. Uh, co- color analysts I give a little bit of slack to, especially if they're well, athletes. Because they're I, just I kind of finding a groove, you know? I think it's also who who he's paired with. It just doesn't work. That pairing is just not good. But I, I forget who it is. But yeah, th- this, this play-by-play guy is not good. Poor Kanji. He's the only good one out there right now. Unless you count. Well, the Fox guys technically don't do it for Apple, so I don't know. Right. And even then, I feel like the Fox guy overdoes it. I, I, who's it? Um, Champion is his name, I think. I can't remember oh, how my really? his name is. But even when I watch the U.S. games, I feel like he overdoes it at times. I don't know. <clears throat> All right. Any afterthoughts about this one? It sucked. Let's move on. There's, there's what else we got to talk about. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so pain index, I did not do. Um, honestly, I keep forgetting. I am hoping that this week I'm going to bring it back because it's been a while. <laughs> you want we, the pain we all need, index? Yeah, we need, we need a checkup with a doctor. There's your pain index right now. There's a live looking on a pain index. Yeah. In case you guys don't know, can't piece together time frame and all this stuff. You want to give them the score line? Uh, Orioles 13, Yankees 0 in the top of the eighth inning. 13 to 0. My father-in-law's got to be happy tonight. <laughs> Go O's. I, I'm, at, I'm turning into an O's fan because the Mets suck so bad. Do you, do you see the image I sent you, the, the jersey, the soccer jersey this year? Yes. 
I do have to say that they put out some good one-time soccer jerseys for the Orioles. And um, Angelos' son, I think it was, tried to start a soccer team in Baltimore. It's called the Baltimore Bohemian. I actually was a supporter for a year or two. It didn't work out because they kept moving moving around and they were amateur. But if they were to get like a USL championship team or something, I think they could do well with that. Sure. All right. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Prediction standings. We are technically tied on points. However, I am in the lead because I do have the tiebreaker of um, number of correct complete scoreline predictions. So, by the way, back. so if I'm not mistaken, I think we agreed that the true believer would be used in the last 10 weeks of the season. That's a double check. But if that's the case, we have four more games to go before that can come into effect. Ooh. And we're, we're close because we said we had to be within, I think, six points or four points, something like that. To, otherwise, it just didn't make sense. And We're going to make sure but, we are in the DRS zone. Pretty much. Pretty much. <clears throat> Which, by the way, we got to talk about that later. Well, I mean, the, aren't the, we the, the use of a fucking segment dedicated to Formula I, no, One I now? Just, <laughs> I mentioned the whole... That's what our show has become. The specific use of the DRS zone. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so two games to preview, and the opponents do not get easier for the Red Bulls. First up, <clears throat> on Saturday, July 8th at 7.30 p.m., they'll be take, hosting the New England Revolution. You come, come into Saturday with a 10-7-3 record, 37 points, number three in the Eastern Conference. In their last five, they are 3-1-1, one, one, so they are on some good form. Uh, I think I'm predicting pain. Ooh. I, th- I think that's looking at who we're going to get and how we've been. Pain is the only logical outcome. Uh, basically, Lewis Morgan's out for a while. Uh, <clears throat> we're still not having um, – Jesus Christ, now I'm blanking on names. Tolkien's out. Tolkien's out. I think Dylan Nealis is not supposed to come back. So we're still missing guys. Corey Burke is still out because Jamaica advanced in the Gold Cup. Not that our forwards have been scoring anyway, but, you know, this depleted roster is going to continue. So uh, I'm predicting pain. I don't think it's going to be terrible because even with the guys on the back line, we're not a terrible defensive team. I think I'm going to go with a a 2-1 loss. Uh, probably kind of like the same thing we saw in Columbus where we give up a goal, so I get one back and then give up the, the heartbreaking game winner. Um, I'm going to be positive on this one only because I know we are very bad and the revs are very good, uh, but we never win up here and they never win down in Jersey. So I'm going to shock the world and say we're actually going to win this game two to one. There's no logical reason for it, but I think it's at home. Uh, they will find some kind of magic. They always seem to be Atlanta at home, and I think it's just one of those teams that they always step up, and uh, that's going to be the result. I'm not positive. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not positive. 
Uh, midweek, the Red Bulls will play host to uh, currently number one in the East and MLS, uh, FC Cincinnati. Uh, they're going into the weekend with a 13-5-2 record, which is 44 points. Uh, their last five in the league, they are 2-2-1. Two, two and one. And they are playing, let's see, who are they playing this weekend? Uh, Charlotte, who I assume they will beat. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to keep going, the, the pain train going, because I think that's what's going to happen. We're in the stretch now where the Red Bulls are have to start facing the, the top half of the, the uh, Eastern Conference. And we haven't really been tested by him yet, so this is this not going to be a good sign. Um, I, I, you know what? I'll just do it. I'll stick with two one. I think another two one loss, kind of the same thing. Like we're not a terrible defensive team. We'll keep it close, but we're not going to win in the end. I I like the pain train on this one as well because it's midweek against Cincinnati, who uh, beat us in the Open Cup already. Uh, they are a very good team. I. Again, it's a short rest game. Uh, um, I don't want to be the same. I hate being the same. It, fe- it feels like a two-one though, doesn't it? Like a hundred percent feels like a two-one. I got, I got, I got. It's gonna be stupid because we can't lose each other out. But I gotta go two-one. It's just that's the way this game feels. Yeah. The only advantage we have is that we don't travel. They have to go to Charlotte and then come to us. Right. So at least they're traveling. But uh, I mean, come on, we're we're not a great team. No. I mean, we've played 20 matches and we're not even in the playoff spot at the moment. Well, that's the thing. I feel like we're going to get close again. We're going to win a game. We'll lose and just put ourselves right back out of it again. So I am going to call this that we are going to tie Seattle for the longest streak of playoffs without surpassing them. Right now we're tied at 13. I don't think we're going to get to 14. Seattle was six points out of a playoff spot last year. They weren't that far away. I think we'll end up somewhere within the, the three to six point region outside the playoffs at this point. And it's funny, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, the last few years we were all kind of like just hoping not to make the playoffs to one, not have to deal with the misery of a first round exit, but more importantly, to hope for an actual reset. And this might finally be the year. I don't, know if it actually will be but it kind of feels like it might actually be the year you're you're on mute Truman. i like to stay on mute sometimes i like to just say things in my head and not say them out loud <laughs> uh anyway as what i said was um it's kind of hard to reset things when we already fired the coach i mean is it if you do a roster roll they're not gonna do that they're just not yeah i mean not, they're not gonna be the sell van zier after this year right Either they're not going to be able to sell Morgan. Maybe Laquinius they could sell off, but I don't know if it'd be for profit. Although Tolkien may be gone. Caceres apparently is gone because he didn't play in the game at Columbus. He's out. He's gone. And I'm sure he's not the only one who's on their last year of their deal, so. I don't know. <clears throat> reset may be beneficial. I don't know if we'll get a full reset, but it would be beneficial. We we need this kind of post marsh era to end. Yeah. It just feels like it's been one long slog and we, we need to get out of this. Well, I mean, unfortunately for everybody, the same company owns this team. And then unless that changes somehow, uh, the way we play will never change. 
How Vincent. different do you think? Vincent how works. how different do you think the last few years would have been if Armish just didn't outcoach himself in that Eastern Conference final? Yeah. Not saying that we wouldn't be like in this playoff, the spot of not making the playoffs again this, this specific year, but just in general. Mm-hmm. If the press wasn't successful early on and it, it was totally flopped everywhere on every Red Bull team. Yeah. They were going to try to do, you know, different things. Yeah. Or Pecky doesn't get fired or all these other things. Oh, there's a million things. Yep. Although if Pecky doesn't get, doesn't get fired, I'm pretty sure he... Well, if some what if somehow followed the same path he did with Colorado, where he just eventually got fired for some right. bad thing. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved him when he was coaching his team, but he has a temper and he could not control it. I miss me some Mike Pecky. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, New York Red Bulls, too, are continuing to be a team that can actually perform, which makes you wonder why the fuck the senior team can't. Because um, uh, we, we would send those guys to Europe, so. True. Uh, their last match, they won 3 nothing over Miami 2. That puts their record 8-4-4, four, four, 30 points, plus a goal difference, number four in the MLS Next Pro Eastern Conference. And their next match is on Sunday, July 9th, when they're hosting, hosting New York City FC 2 at 7 p.m. Uh, Gotham FC drew their last match 0-0 versus Angel City. Did you see who was at their match, by the way? I, I did not. <clears throat> Shit, for some reason I'm blanking on the name now, so I got to look up the... Thierry Henry. No, but the show makes a reference. Hannah Waddingham. Please tell me... Okay, he's got the thumbs up. Okay, good. For those who do not know the name I'm talking about, she plays Rebecca Welton on Ted Lasso. Uh, I don't know exactly what she was doing. It looked like she was lighting some Statue of Liberty torch thing, so I got to see what, what happened. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, but she was at um, at the, the Gotham FC game. Uh, funny enough, my wife showed me a picture, and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> okay, so I guess... I did not realize this. Um, Gotham FC have a torch lighting ceremony for each match. I'm going to send you the uh, the TikTok video, but that was pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah, so I didn't realize that they had this torch lighting thing and she did it. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so Gotham FC's record is 6-4-4, four, four, 22 points, plus two goal difference, number five in the NWSL. Their next matchup is on Sunday, July 9th, uh, where they will host the Portland Thorns at 5.30 p.m. With that, it is time for the Red Bull F1 update. And box now, box, box now, box for hard. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! Why not Seriously, never gets old. No, there's actually. I think you could have pulled a clip from um from this past race. I think he, he I think he said in this race that um what do you say? Why did we change? Why did we change now? Because Max stayed out, and I think he was like, "Why did yeah. we change?" Right. Uh, anyway, listen, Max wins again. 
big surprise, uh, but he does get revenge uh, for not winning last year in Austria. He won everything, as as, as uh, fans know. He was winning qualifying. He was winning sprint shootouts. He was winning sprints. He's winning the race. And then, with, with two laps to go, he pits for the fucking soft tires, warms them up with one lap to go, and in the final lap, fucking gets the fastest lap. And, and for people that don't understand why he did that, uh, he had a, I think when he pitted, he had a 20, roughly a 23 second lead. Yes, he was so far ahead. And of course, the announcer's like, oh, he's being, it's a, it's a big risk he's taking. But I mean, something um, has to catastrophically go wrong in the pits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so a pit stop is roughly 20 seconds in total for F1. And I think he was at like just over 20 seconds. Um, and that, that 20 seconds includes the time the cars actually stopped, mm-hmm. which in F1 is an insane, like three seconds because of how they set, set stuff up compared to NASCAR. Um, but he, the, the best part about that move was the fact that he came out with a three-second lead and was up to five before he started his last lap. So even warming up his tires, he still managed to create space. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, the, I think, uh, as you know, the biggest thing about that race was Track Sergio limits. Perez. Oh, my. Oh, okay, so let's hold on. Let's put that <laughs> aside for a minute. Uh, Sergio Perez not getting to the last round of qualifying because of track limits starting 15th and finishing third that that is driver of the day right there that is unbelievable um again it just shows how good these cars are on a, on a track like that where you can't overtake you can't pass you're not stuck like monaco there's room to maneuver um and, that and more importantly unreal. there was there was more room here than it was in canada right because Perez was in a similar situation in Canada where he was in the middle of the pack. They had a train. So got to explain what DRS is. DRS is drag reduction system. And basically if you are within one second of the car in front of you, when you get to a specific point on the track, you can open up the back flap on the car and reduce drag and get roughly 10 to 15 miles an hour extra down, down the zone. And Red Bull cars are notorious for having the best DRS, which Nobody's able to figure out because it's just opening up a flap. Like, how did Red Bull manage that? But anyway, in Canada, he was in the same situation where he was in the middle of a pack of cars that is known as a DRS train, and he was not able to make much headway. But in this race, he was. And it's not like there's more straightaways in Austria than there is in Canada. So the fact that he was able to overtake those cars easier in Austria, I think, is a big part of it yeah yeah and of course he was the timing was all messed up with carlos science who was in front of him at the time and then he was just he was coming like a a part where he he was the leader and then he would lose it immediately that happened i think twice in one lap uh twice in in two because it was it was it was at it was the same turn um i think it was was it turn one i think both times he made the same mistake in both turns. And then his teammate, Max, won. So Max has had a streak of, like, almost 250 laps as the leader over, like, four different races. Finally lost that streak only because he had a pit at some point, which makes sense. Yeah. But specifically, what Max did was 
when he retook the lead, and it, the, I don't know if you caught the answers talking about it, um, he intentionally did not pass. Uh, who was he fighting? Alonso, I think. Or maybe with science, it was one of the. I think it was the Ferraris at that point. Probably Charles Leclerc, I would assume. Or maybe Leclerc. Uh, so he intentionally held himself back across the DRX detection line. So that way, when he got past the turn and got the DRS, he would have it, and he was already pretty much wheel to wheel. He was just far enough back to get it, and then he just took that and was like, "Fuck you, Adam, out of here." Yep. But it was it was just weird because uh, Sergio did not do the same exact thing. Sergio's like, "I'm going to take it now and be done with it," not thinking, "Hey, let me use DRS as a tactical tool here." So that's what I was talking about was. Uh, Max using DRS to his advantage while Sergio did not. Yeah. Now we can finish this. Well, finish talking about this race with what was it? Was it eight drivers penalized? I don't know the exact Six number. Or it was a eight bunch. Drivers penalized for exceeding track limits. And then you get a five second penalty. A fucking insane. Well, so here's the thing not all drivers got five seconds, some got 10. I know Sonoda got a 10-second penalty during the race. At this point, I don't think Yuki even gives a shit, really. I mean... Uh, let's see. It really is wild. I mean, it's something so, you just never see. Yeah, so a track limit is basically uh, the white lines. You cannot drive outside of them. Any part of the car has to be touching those white lines. And all weekend long, drivers had trouble staying inside. Yeah. Um, it's like... Like Truman said, this is why Sergio failed to qualify out of group out of Q2 because he kept getting his times deleted because of track limits. Um, after the race, let's see. Uh, so apparently, race control reviewed more than 1,200 instances of cars reportedly exceeding limits. Um, after the race was finished, Aston Martin protested. And an additional 12 track limit penalties were assigned to eight different drivers, changing changing the uh, the final standings. So this is the the changes. Uh, Carlos Sainz went from fourth to sixth. Lewis Hamilton went from seventh to eighth. Pierre Gasly from ninth to tenth. Esteban Ocon from twelfth to fourteenth. Nick DeVries from fifteenth to sixteenth. And Yuki Tsunoda from eighteenth to nineteenth. I mean, most of those is like, who gives a shit? Once you're out of ten, means nothing. But still, wild. Like I've, I've, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I've been watching. It's this is just fucking one crazy race and qualifying session. Uh, so, but to finish up here, we are at the Silverstone circuit for the Great Britain Grand Prix. I mean, the British Grand Prix. It's what it is. Uh, good race. Uh, fun to watch. Massive crash uh, last year. Uh, so hopefully we don't have that again. I think it was last year. It was a complete shit show to start the race. Um, was that the one where the car went over the tires and hit the yep, yep. The wire? Okay. Yep. Um, so hopefully we don't have that again. Uh, but it's it's a good one to watch because, of course, the English are super pumped uh, to see Lewis Hamilton and George Russell and uh, hopefully Max wins again. Then it's the, the quote-unquote summer break, right, after this one? I oh, I'm gonna check. Hold on, give me no, one well, second. What I'm looking at it is then they race again in July 21st. Correct. Yep. Yep. In in Hungary. Yep. 
still want to see. I can't wait for November for that Vegas Street course. Oh, it's gonna be wild. Okay, so I I mentioned last week the Chicago Street Race NASCAR was doing. Did you have a chance to watch any of it, or no. care to watch any of it? No. Okay. F1 does a much better street course than NASCAR. That street course was horrible. I mean, for what the streets were, the course layout itself wasn't bad. But when all you do is give drivers three lanes worth of traffic and maybe two around the corner, there was a massive pileup. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like a 15-car pileup at some point coming out of one of the corners. And then on top of that, um, it had been raining heavily. They delayed the race. And then they shortened it from 100 laps down to 75. Do you want to guess who... I, I I know you're not going to get the name. I'm not asking you to get the name. Do you want to guess if the winner of the uh, race is a regular NASCAR driver or not? No, I'm going to say it was a relative of a, a Foyt, a Schumacher, or an Andretti. I, I don't know if he's <laughs> one of those, but okay. Shane Van... Gersberg, who um, has won, let's see, hold on, pretty sure he's an F, he has an F1 title. I know he doesn't, but he has uh, supercar championships, so he's used to driving these, these street courses, stuff like that. The only driver outside of, like, basically the U.S. With, in that race mm-hmm. was set up to to win because you know he's used to racing these kind of circuits oh yeah i just looked it up right now there he is he's from new zealand his one nascar race he won <laughs> and here's awesome. here's something here's something stupid because nascar is trying to do playoffs uh apparently a, a win generally qualifies you to playoffs apparently it does not for him because reasons i guess right He's not a good old boy. That's the problem. Yeah, let's go with that. All right. Uh, with that, it is time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right. So the only thing I have is for the Gold Cup. <clears throat> USA won Group A in quasi-dominating fashion after a 1-1 draw against Jamaica. They had two... Six nothing wins back to back against St. Kitts and Nevis, and I can't even think of who the second opponent was. It doesn't really matter. We beat them six nothing. So yeah, it's Kokomo. <clears throat> sure. Uh, so they won Group A. They will face Canada in the quarterfinals, who struggled to get out of their group. Uh, they will play on sun- Sunday, July 9th at 7:30 p.m. Eastern time. And then I believe the semifinals are midweek, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, semifinals are on Wednesday, and the f- final would be on July 16th. So Fun. Yep. I do not know what the bracket looks like. I don't know if, if we'd be facing Mexico or not. And listen, we're going to play Mexico. Let's, let's just say it. Let's play it right oh, now. When? Point, we're going to play when Mexico. I don't know. We're going to play them. It's just the way it is. I, I don't know when we're going to play Mexico. We'll play yeah, them, of course, because of course, the Concacaf's website wouldn't have a fucking bracket because that would make okay. too much sense. Jesus, way to go, Concacaf! Your redesigned website is perfect. 
don't know if you've been watching games, but they've been trying to tout this stupid website. No, I don't. I don't go to their websites. And of course, Wikipedia is not giving me the current one. But there we go. I just clicked the wrong link. Uh, not gas stage. So we would not get Mexico into the final. We will face either the if we win, we will face the winner of Panama versus Qatar. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anything else for dumping ground? Uh, it was cool to watch some of that Galaxy LAFC game. That that was pretty cool. Cool crowd. So there you go. <laughs> Galaxy one two one, packed house, biggest MLS game ever. Uh, so suck it, Charlotte, Seattle, and everyone else who thinks you're bigger than uh, El Trafico. It's Kokomo. It's on one hand, it's too bad that game wasn't at the beginning of the year when it was supposed to be, because mm-hmm. that would have been cool to see at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I think it kind of worked out for MLS because they got to put on July 4th. But because they stuck rigid to their scheduling, they started their game at 7:30 instead of moving it up to like 4:30 local time, which would have opened up the East Coast viewing. Right, but like we said, they did that. Fireworks. No fireworks. Yeah. Uh, MLS record crowd of 82,110 supporters. And I and I think it was actually a mostly Galaxy crowd, right? There was a lot, a lot of LAFC fans there. Uh, fuck. Well, I I didn't say it wasn't a lot. But most I mean, it was, of, I thought it was most at least it was at least one entire end. At least the one end. Okay. And that's at the Rose Bowl. But uh, it was fun right off the bat. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't stay up watch the whole game, but I watched like most of the first half. It was, it was, there was like a shot and goal from each side, like right off the bat, like three minutes, three minutes into the game, it was exciting. So that was good. Good for MLS. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, it is time for Pat's betting corner. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's edition of Pat's Betting Corner, brought to you by BetStand. All right, here's some of the action I'm looking at. NYCFC may have had a few recent results go their way, but I still think they're the team that went winless in 12 matches this season. Therefore, I like Columbus at home. Looking at the BetStamp app, you can find the best odds at NEG125 over at BetRivers. There are also a couple of road matches that intrigue me this week. You have St. Louis up in Toronto, Cincinnati and Charlotte. As much as I hate to say it, New England here in New York. Once again, looking at the BetStamp app, the biggest odds of those three that you will find is New England at plus 330 over at BetRivers. Don't take my word for it. Download the BetStamp app today and enter promo code RBRANT and start getting the best odds against the sports books today. So you think Pat betting against the Red Bulls will actually help us? I hope so. I, I mean, hope. that's all we can. That's with his version of the re- reverse jinx from last year, right? That's what's got to yeah. be. And mm-hmm. of course, don't be a piece of shit and bet over your head. Bet with it. There you go. Boom. <laughs> you know, I, I really want to know where you found that music from. Because that's, that's that's a good music. All right. Uh, with that, it's time for our last segment of the show, Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. I could right now give it to the Yankees because they're losing 14 to nothing. 
But I mean, they play a thousand games a year, so who really cares? Let's hand it off to Toronto because uh, they're not allowed to win on the 4th of July, and they lost to Orlando 4-0. to nil. Yeah. At least we didn't lose 4 nothing. No. <clears throat> All right. Um, anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, no. <laughs> nice and succinct. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. One dollar a month. All you need for exclusive content, such as mo- yeah. monthly wrap-ups, live post games, anything we decide to do. Email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. On Twitter, at Red Bull Rant, at Dr. Stooge, at The Truman. If you're one of those people that decided that, um, you know, not wanting to pay for Twitter is one of your things and you want to go somewhere else. We do have a Mastodon account, which apparently the Red Bulls are now doing. Uh, that one, if you want to follow us there, it's at Red Bull Rant at mstdn.social. Um, maybe we'll do a thread slash Instagram account since that's a thing. Don't make us I, open another fucking Instagram account, guys. I can't, I just can't. Another? Can't. We have one? No, I'm saying I, I already oh, have, like, you. like run oh. three of them. Do I want to know why? I'm guessing one's work-related, one's personal. What's the work third one? Work personal on the Forza Lucha one. Oh, okay. Speaking that one of I which, really haven't used in an in age, so. Yeah, I was going to say, is that is that happening this year? No. Next year, hopefully? Listen, I'm not, I'm not in charge. You're talking to the wrong guy. Oh. We'd be oh. fucking having it. Okay. All right. I'm putting it out there right now. People uh, don't want to answer questions when I ask questions. Where, where's the Where's the commissioner? Who do I talk to? Eric Corvus. Okay. Maybe we need to get Eric Corvus on the show and start asking him some questions. I think so. I think we I think we need that. <clears throat> um, subscribe to our show via iTunes. Uh, no longer Stitcher Radio. Maybe the SiriusXM app. I have no idea. YouTube Music, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Podbean. Are we actually on Podbean? I don't remember ever submitting to them. Guys, I'm going to go on Podbean right now. You you finish the wrap-up. I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but I'm going to go on Podbean. <laughs> okay. Um, well, actually, that was it. So. Uh, oh, so listen. Uh, uh, all right. So I got to listen. Let's, uh, let's not fuck around. Let, let's beat Boston. Let's beat New England. All right. I, I expect at least one big win in the next two games. Uh, and we are on Podbean, just so you know. Uh, last. Oh, look at that. Here we are right there. Podbean. Look at that. Woo. Nice. There we are. Podbean. So there you go. Podbean, big old win, baby. Uh, Deezer apparently is one of the things because I'm looking at. I just did a search and uh, owl tail, whatever the hell that is. Uh, let's, you know what? Let me see what else there is. You can download um, the show on LimeWire and vinyl. Uh, yeah, Jay, I can't find. I can't, I, air, right? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. No, I don't know. We'll see. I can't find anything else. So yeah. whatever. Forever. We're everywhere. <laughs> All right. Anyway, 
Let's wrap this one up for Pat Troom. Or sorry, not Pat. <laughs> hey, Pat was I, on the show. He's on the I show. I guess technically was. <laughs> All right. So for Pat Troom and myself, this was episode 436 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, go Red Bulls. See you later.